to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. Hello, everybody. Uh, This is the Man Up Podcast. We're not pastors, just regular guys, and we're on our own spiritual journeys. It's Podcast 255, and we're going to be looking at another of the parables from Luke. Uh, With me here is... uh, I'm hosting. Let me let me throw that out of the way. This is Steve Titch, otherwise known (laughs) as the Gambler. Our host, Bill Cox... Uh, has, you know, I saw him turn off into the Smart Financial Center. I think That's he's right. at that he's playing Tears for Fears. And I don't I'm know. Kind of, <laughs> I wish I was there. That's right. And so, uh, so he's enjoying himself. And so we're here. Uh, I'm here with, uh, with uh, the, the judge himself. Michael Cropper, how you doing, Mike? Hi, guys. Mike, it's Steve, Robert, and uh, he's a corporate trainer. The professor we call him is Robert Koshu. How you doing, Robert? Hey, back, Robert, back from Oklahoma again. Yes, Robert. <laughs> yes. Robert's a corporate trainer. Mike's a a retired prosecutor, and uh, did now you say retarded? Uh, re- no, no, retired. no, 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 retired. Thank you. No, I, I'm hearing problems. <laughs> uh, and we're we're. Uh, yes, we're 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 rocking along here, um, but actually we we want to we want to kick things off uh, on a more on a more serious note. We're recording this on on Thursday, May twenty fifth. Uh, a few days ago, uh, organization investigating the Southern Baptist Convention's uh, charges into sexual abuse was the report was released. It was it was. Very alarming. Uh, Robert sent me a text and said, do we want to talk about it at the podcast? And I said, wait for my anger to cool down. Well, it, it's, gone from, it's gone from maybe um, uh, supernova to red giant right now, but still pretty angry about it. And so we're going to spend a little time talking about it and, and the implications of it. And basically to kick things off, I, this is, you know, I, I just want to say... I think at the end of this, we're not going to be calling it the Southern Baptist Convention anymore. This is the type of thing that that creates huge reorganizations, and maybe they're going to get past uh, some of their antiquated doctrine. And, and, and a lot of this has to do with the fact that there is just a, they're really a bunch of men. We, we know we know their reading of the Bible is very conservative, uh, and sometimes, as, and, as we've talked about. We've we've criticized their their readings. I'm not going to criticize the fact that they're they're Christians and they and and I think most of these churches uh, are are do their best. What we have here though is a leadership that was completely corrupt. So I I think they're going to have to just start reorganizing the idea that we need to have they need to have women pastors like every other Baptist denomination and just about every other Christian. Protestant denomination, <laughs> uh, obviously, yeah. I, and, I, and really, I'm. I'll really leave out the Catholics, but you know, look, look at look at the two things, the Catholic Church and the SBC had in common a a an over reliance on male 
<laughs> on male, on male, yeah. um, you know, privilege or whatever you want to call it. Male, yeah. male, male point of view, male attitude. Do you so, mind if I ask you? It, is, is Robert going to tell us what the things they're accused I, I'm of? I'm going to turn uh, it over to Robert. To Robert? Yeah, yeah. So, 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 okay. I'm going to Robert yeah. here Robert, because, <laughs> so, because if you think I'm angry, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, if you think if you think Steve's angry, you need to wait for me. Yeah. Tell them. What, <laughs> tell Steve, tell them. Well, what let me of, let me start out with a couple of things just to kind of level set. So there are a lot of us within this church that grew up Southern Baptist, myself included. I was Southern Baptist. Um, when I was in seminary, Southwestern Baptist Seminary, in the mid to late 80s, is right when the crescendo was happening. And I text Steve, and one of the things I found, the irony of ironies of this entire piece, to me, was two of the people named were Paige Patterson and Paul Pressler. Paige Patterson is the former president of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Paul Pressler was a circuit court judge here in Houston mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. The two of them found that legitimately there was some, and I'm going to use air quotes, liberal theology in some of the Baptist institutions. In particular, they found one Baptist professor at, I think it was Southern Seminary, who was literally preaching that the Bible was a myth document. And they said, we can't have that in our institutions. That's a legitimate statement. However, these two men met at the Café du Monde in New Orleans, and then at the Southern Baptist Convention meeting that was held in Houston, Texas that year, and plotted a takeover of the executive committee. So Southern Baptist churches send messengers every year to their annual meeting. The messengers vote on an executive committee group. The executive committee runs the day-to-day. So Baptist churches aren't hierarchical. People point down. Baptist churches are all independent. They cooperate together. Now, Steve made the comment about women pastors, and I'm like, don't let them off that easy. (laughs) I I was like, I had a former pastor, and he said, this is the group that killed the the golden egg. So they killed the golden goose. That they, killed, they killed the golden, golden goose, goose and, the golden and, and buried and the golden egg. smashed the egg, yes. There you go. Um, mm-hmm. Because so the Southern Baptist Convention, what it was most known for was the cooperative program. The cooperative program was all these churches pulled their money together and did great mission work over the years. Home mission work here in America that we're planting Southern Baptist churches up north, foreign mission work, hospitals, seminaries, colleges, all of that. The cooperative program was destroyed by this takeover. What 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 happened here, in my mind, is this thing went down. They started getting reports, and they said, we have to— there, there was one group that started, and I think that one group had a legitimate, we have to protect the mission of the church thought. That's a legitimate, okay, thought. That morphed into, we have to protect— the institution of the Southern Baptist Convention, above all else. And they, my irony of this is, Paige Patterson was fired from Southwestern Seminary, the, one of the guys who orchestrated all of this, because there was a woman who reported a rape to him, and he basically ignored her, belittled her, and did other things. Paul Pressler has two, two to four, depending on which source you read, credible claims of sexual abuse against him now. Yeah. That are decades old. 
but <clears throat> and I just I'm just like you have got to be kidding me. So I'm going to use a statement I've used multiple times over here. For God's sake, if you're doing this stuff, quit telling people you're a Christian. <laughs> because the only thing you're doing is all these people who are out there see those Christians. There, you are just you are the Southern Baptist Convention with the way they handled this did far more harm to the cause of Christ than they ever would have done if they had only at the beginning, A, come out and acknowledged it was happening, B, they could have done this within their polity, oh, because by the way, they were keeping a secret list that they weren't telling anybody about, is what they really should have done, created a list of pastors, put them in that had a credible claim against them, not just convictions, convictions should have been, they're in here, period, we're going to send their names every month to every pastor on that convicted list goes out every month to every church. I agree. If every church. Credible, credible, credible accusations yeah. where things were like, we'll let the pastor resign and he can go away. Here, here's, first of all, what we, we've had, we've had situations, the Catholic Church, the Boy Scouts, women's gymnastics. The, it's a fact of life. You know, Willie Sutton said the reason we he robbed banks. Somebody, why do you rob banks? That's where the money is. Predators are going to go where children are. That's right. And churches and 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 you know, youth organizations, scouts. That's where they are. And I think first of all, just like any other situation, whether you know where your house is, car. You've got to understand that there you have you where your vulnerabilities are. You don't you don't leave a laptop, photo equipment, a wad of cash on the front seat of your car in plain view and walk in and with the car unlocked and walk into the, the right. mall That's because right. it's not gonna be there when you come back. It's it's you awareness is what you need. It's not necessarily it's your fault that it gets stolen, but the awareness of somebody probably told you, mom, dad, teacher, don't do that. Okay, so where I'm getting at is that you're a, a church with its youth program and somewhat openness and nice people is are going to attract predators. And to believe you're above it, don't no, no, no. no. And that's why it starts basically with with best practices of Which, you know by too the way, deep. And our church has a very good and youth it, protection training and and you can and find background them. check. You can yeah. find them. They already the scouts do it. I mean they've learned their lesson. Where 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 you behave yourself and and but then the worst part. So so dealing dealing. There's that level of just doing your best to keep predators out, but when or if they get in. Then, then I think these are the people who, who, like our two guys there, who looked the other way, who protected them, who yeah. in some cases attacked, vilified the victims. One victim committed suicide. I oh, mean, yeah. I yeah. mean, you got, you got, but you got two, I mean, I don't know which one has, has, has a closer relationship with the devil. The predator, who might be screwed up in the head, I'm not excusing him, or the the man who should know better. The man who should know better who sits and looks at it. Yeah. And and yeah. that's what and that's and and then lets it go on. And we saw that with women's gymnastics. We saw right. that at Penn State. People yeah. were saying things, something's going on here. 
Mm-hmm. And, 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 and Joe Paterno said, I'm choosing not to see it. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, right. And yes, yeah. and yes, and yes, he deserves to have his statue taken down. He's and what wins <laughs> vacated. And and yes, I know. Well, you can. Yes, he's he's he was. This was. That's right. And and this this should not be rewarded with an okay. And so the and all right. So we spent a little more time. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 You guys need to explain um, it. And yeah. so so yeah, um, is, so yeah. so I'm. What I want to, as constructive, I want to say you know this, it's. You, you can you may you may have a problem with a predator if you're a church out there you may have a problem with a predator you're going to have to deal with that the best way to deal with it is we found him we threw him we, we either reported him we either p- put him under arrest that's the best uh-huh. outcome uh-huh. We, we we called the police uh-huh. he's going to be prosecuted and because because what you do about it is really is really what what good it's the classic good people right. say nothing yeah and 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 if you're if and and if you're just an ordinary churchgoer and you see something if Suspect you see yeah. if you see a I'll give you one of the best if you see a an adult any adult at church leadership walking off with a child not his own somewhere where they're isolating them either in a building or on a on a on a mission trip you stop that person and ask where they're going, and that's tough to do because he'll probably because these guys predators are evil. They'll 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 make they're it angry. sound like yeah, you know, well, they're, but they're evil and they're slick. Your organization mm-hmm. has to have a two rule or a mm-hmm. window rule. You know, I I met one on one with one of our kids that he preached a sermon upstairs mm-hmm. for search, and when he was done, I said, "Dude, next next Wednesday, let me give you some." Thing, and, and, I do, and and we went and sat. Where did we go? The Trinity Cafe, yes. which is right, a open, wide open, open area. Be, be, see, and, and I was I'll, one last thing I'll say. If you're, I talked to the common common congregation parishioner. If you're a pastor, a a a a, 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 a pastoral staff and listening, make sure you promulgate these rules in your congregation. Build the expectation. So if that if that parishioner if that if that member of the church does approach someone the person may get offended but he can say i'm doing what this church asks me to do and you back him up if, if that guy gets a he goes i was with my daughter he asked me questions well that's what we tell people to do at this church and i'm glad to hear it because what if that would if what if it was your daughter and it was not you how would yeah. you feel about that? And that changes the tenor. Yeah. Oh, and, and, <laughs> if you're, and if you're a regular yeah, yeah. congregant of a church, mm-hmm. ensure your church has these policies yes. in place, and mm-hmm. don't do what a lot of these churches have done, which is mm-hmm. sweeping under the rug. Real quick, with it, mm-hmm. I, I was on the school board, uh, and I say that I lived in, and and this same issue would come up, and they would hide it. A, 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 mm-hmm. a particular administrator would be found mm-hmm. in, a, in a predatory position with a student mm-hmm. and he would be allowed to resign go to another school district and they mm-hmm. wouldn't pass the information yeah. and then, on and, and, which is mm-hmm. what you guys are saying mm-hmm. here folks if y'all don't understand what robert steve are saying mm-hmm. uh the information was not mm-hmm. passed on among the churches and there was some 700 mm-hmm. cases i believe that were covered mm-hmm. up and passed over. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that, yeah. I, I you just know, and you know that, what I think it, we it, talked about this on the I think on the t- TV show t- to close. Um, remember, we said you can pull the bandaid off a small cut, <laughs> or let it fester and they end up amputating your arm. 
they SBC Southern Bend could could have could have pulled the Band-Aid off long ago. There uh-huh. would have there would have been some heat. They would have taken all a lot of stuff. But now an arm is being amputated. We're, we're going to we're going to move on because you know something. As you told me today, this 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 whole idea of protecting the institution and <laughs> ration, rationalizing comes into play in in today's podcast lesson. Uh, which we're calling simply RSVP because it's about a party invitation. Have you got the uh, your 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 scripture open, Mike? I'll go to you. I do. Uh, we'll we'll kick it off with a reading of this uh, of this scripture. It's from Luke chapter fourteen, verses twelve through twenty-four. Folks, this is another parable uh, Jesus is telling us. Uh, in verse twelve, he says, "Then Jesus said to his host." When you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives, or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back, and so you will be repaid. But this is what you should do. When you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Now, although they cannot repay you for what you're doing, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Now, one of those at the table that were sitting with them heard this, and he said to Jesus, Blessed is the person who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. And Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. And the first one said, well, I've just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Then another person said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen and I am on my way to try them out. Please excuse me as well. Then another person said, I just got married, so I can't come. Well, the servant came back. He reported this to his master and the owner of the house became very angry and ordered his servant and said, look, Go out quickly into the streets, the alleys, the town. Bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. And the servant replied, Sir, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, Go out to the roads and the country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of these who were invited is going to get to taste my great banquet. I, I, you know, I, I just, I, this is one of my moments that I just, I love Jesus all the time, but I love what he does. We saw it, you know, when we saw it a couple of weeks ago when one of the parables, when the Pharisee says something, or, you know, when the Pharisees try to trap him with the coin, and he goes, you got a coin on you? <laughs> you know, and here he is again, you know, he, he makes his statement about, you know, invite the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you're going to be blessed. And I'm sure some Pharisee sitting there throws out quickly. <laughs> but blessed is the man who is going to eat at the feast of God. And Jesus yep. goes, well, yep. let me tell you a story. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I am just, He's out left I am field, one yep. of those. Yeah. I love when he does this. Because it, it, most people always want to talk about the Bible and culture, mm-hmm. you know. The Christian faith, the real Christian faith, exemplified here, is so countercultural to 
everything that we try to think it is, it just flips the world on its end. And that is literally what Christ does. Because he looks at guys who have legitimate... Okay, the first guy sounds kind of lame. I just bought some land. I got to go look at... You can look at the land tomorrow, dude. Seriously. Why didn't you look at it when you bought it? Bingo. <laughs> Duh. I, I just bought oxen and I got to try them out. I just, I just I, bought I, some I, land I, in Florida. I'm, I'm going to give the guy... I'm going to give the guy with the oxen a 50-50 pass. That's right. Because he, he may literally need... Mm. Hey, I bought these guys. Mm. My son made the arrangements. Mm-hmm. I need to go make sure these are mm-hmm. before this guy skips town mm-hmm. and I lose my money. Yeah, mm-hmm. the married guy, I'm giving him a pass. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, maybe he's, it sounds like he's on his honeymoon. So I mean, okay, okay, legitimate excuses mm-hmm. as far as the legitimacy of the excuse. Mm-hmm. Okay, the first guy, not at all. The second guy, I could see it. Third guy, that's probably a most legitimate excuse. The problem is in our lives today as men, and this is kind of bringing it mm-hmm. practical and we can do it. We want to make excuses why we're not doing the things we need to do for the kingdom of God. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. just, I, just for a work. point real quick. I've got even, to, yeah. even this banquet, this banquet is not you and I go and drive in our car over to somebody's house and eat for two mm-hmm. hours. We're talking about possibly what a full twenty-four hours, oh yeah, or something like Middle, just Middle people, Eastern just Jewish so you know, festivals were what, what they're trying to get out of <laughs> they, is a they, long they, period of time. How many of y'all ever been to a Catholic to, right? wedding? Think a Catholic yeah. wedding yes. on steroids? Yes. Oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay, absolutely. I, I, yeah. Let me, let me, because you seem to be going somewhere. Yeah, I, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I, I, I've got, I've got some thoughts about that, and maybe we're okay. going in the right direction. Let me go to a break, okay. and uh, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll come back to that. Hi, I'm Bill Cox, Director of Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We hope you enjoy our show as much as we enjoy doing it. But our ministry needs your support if we are to continue to bring our TV show, our podcast, our live shows to men seeking spiritual refreshment. For as little as $5 a month, you can become a patron of Man Up Spiritual Oasis. Get more details at our page on Patreon.com. If you would like to support us directly, you can make a contribution through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org. All contributions are tax deductible. We're not pastors, just regular guys. So whether you're successful or struggling, we hope to bring you the good news of God's saving grace as we share our own spiritual journeys. Please consider supporting Man Up. And no church answers today. And we're back. This is a Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast, number 255. We're looking at the parable of the great banquet and the invitations. Uh, and, and the you, excuses given. And right? excuses <laughs> given. And, and, and that's, I think, I think, I, I, I want to... I, I want to pursue what, what you're saying, Robert, that, that you felt two of the guys had legitimate excuses. I think that's the point. Now, one was 50-50. Right, one was 50-50. The other one, that's given. You're yeah. given a guy. You're given, and, and I, think, <laughs> I think in part that's almost the point because um, they're, they're and, and of course, as, we, as I said last week, the parables are something of an exaggeration, mm-hmm. but they're, yeah. they're trying to make a point with this. And and I think the point is there's nothing more important than 
as you said, pursuing the kingdom of God, even, and, and we've talked about this, even ahead of things like marriage or property. And again, the, the, these fellows with the excuses aren't doing anything overtly sinful. This is, this is what's kind of, uh, this is where the, the religion in this comes back and it takes things beyond simply, oh, as Christians, we're supposed to be good and be nice to people. There's no situation where it's like the young man who asks, how do I get eternal life? And Jesus says, sell all your possessions and give to the poor. And the guy walks away. What these people are turning down is exactly that, an invitation to a two-week or one-week party exactly. where food exactly. and drink is provided. Yes, and lots of food and Lots drink. of yes. food and, and drink. Got- and, and this is, the, 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 the banquet idea runs through the, the New Testament in the parables, and there's actually real instances where Jesus goes to banquets and parties. His first miracle. His was first the miracle. Wine, right? uh, Matthew has a big party with with with, with, with his. With well, his he's at, he's at one here, and he's here. Yeah, yeah he, and, he's and, at a, yeah. he's at a dinner here so, at a minimum. So so he's saying. So here we are saying you're not you're not being asked to drop everything. Not even like the good Samaritan who interrupted his business trip to be a good neighbor. You're being invited to a party and you're turning it down yes. to. Well, bring your wife. <laughs> Take you, as, the, as the author put out, in those days, your wife did what you told her to. You, well, your wife was, uh, I mean... In, in, I have to try out my wife. Well, yes, <laughs> it might not be, it might be more difficult today, but... Uh, yeah. So, so taking it back, Robert, I think I think that's the idea. You want to yeah. you want to look at that. You want to be, his audience was thinking well, the same I'm, thing. I'm, well, you I'm, know... I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it going, these guys had legitimate excuses, especially the last two, mm-hmm. but but they're missing the point. And they don't get in. That's yeah. the thing. They yeah. don't get in. No, they, he made sure that. Because, yeah. because he pissed them off. Well, because they're missing the point. And, and, and this is something I think men, and, and I think even Christian men, mm-hmm. we can get wrapped up in, you know, it, there's, a, there's a subculture of man in, of evangel- in the evangelical church that is man on steroids that is almost <laughs> toxically weird the way it happens. But it, but it's you know you're supposed to go take care of your you know there are churches out there that preach if your wife works you're not you're not man enough you need mm-hmm. to find a way to make mm-hmm. it where your wife doesn't work okay so in that instance working eighty plus hours a week is legit because I'm doing that so my wife can stay home with the kids mm-hmm. I see what you're but it's not but, real but you're it's missing your, the it's point. your own rationalization exactly of, of it of, it, of its, it's legitimacy it's rationalization of the mm-hmm. legitimacy of what you're mm-hmm. doing and this is one of those things where if you miss this you're missing the point the point is not the banquet the point is mm-hmm. the host of the banquet and when you accept if you think about this a lot of times when you go to a wedding Mm-hmm. You may not know the couple getting married. It may be, or you may know them, but like I've gone to several weddings the last couple of years who were friends of my son and of my two sons. Did I know the couple? Mm-hmm. Eh, peripherally. Mm-hmm. You know, they had been over to my house for a barbecue maybe or something, but it wasn't like I was close friends. Or I've gone to weddings where I was friends with the parents. You know, I wasn't going to honor the wedding, I was going to honor the, that person hosting the banquet. Right. When you turn that down, you're turning down the host of the banquet. And in this instance, 
the host of the banquet is Jesus and God. So I, I got a question, guys, while we're on this. Yeah. Is this parable about the unsaved who have not accepted Jesus or the saved who are not fully committed? Yes. There's, there's yes. Two, there's two things both, there, right? I think it's dual meaning. You think, okay, good. I, I think, I, I, I think Because I was about, confused, especially the way the author wrote the yeah. lesson. And then we look at the lesson, folks. I think it's about the religious, not the Christian, I'm going to say the Okay, religious, no, go ahead. Who haven't really realized the joy and the peace and what the kingdom truly means. They're, they're trying to do the classic example of they're trying to put God in their box. Okay. Versus letting the box get broken open and fine. And it's definitely about, I think there is something there about the poor, the poor are being freely invited into the banquet. Well, it, it's, they had no, it, it's something, it's something again that we, we've talked about and we see it again. First, first, nobody invites those guys, the poor anywhere. That's and in their culture. Those were the guys they were, you know, the, the poor, the lame, they were always on the outside. Um, they, they were not, you know, they may have gotten the leavings after the party's over because they made their, you know, the left make, make the, the, the master of the house or the, the host feel good about it, but they never got invited anywhere. Secondly, they don't have all the distractions. Everybody had, everybody who turns it down where there's an indication if they were not wealthy, they were well. They were they were they were well off. They were of a of a of a they class. They were preferred where, friends. Yes, yes, they were. Absolutely. They were. They Absolutely. were. Prefer, you know, they thought no they were. I should be honest. They were the people most likely who were in Jesus's audience at the time and thought, you know, Jesus, it was all about them. It's like a you, you can you can directly connect it to some Christians today. So so they that's yeah. So uh, time and again, and this is the inversion. These these people. Nobody invite them in anywhere yet. Yet here they are getting the invitation, and the first wave doesn't even fill up the table. That's what apparently. So he goes out and gets another another well, wave. Well, and, and and this really is this is this is one of those Jesus tweaking because if you if you read all the verses in front of this, so Jesus is invited to this house of a Pharisee on the Sabbath. He starts out by looking. There's a guy with dropsy there, and Jesus said. So should you heal on the Sabbath or not? They keep quiet, so he heals the guy. Then he asks him, hey, well, if an ox falls, do you get it out immediately? Then they start eating, and the Pharisee places, you know, his buddy-buddy next to him, and then exactly. Jesus right next to him. Exactly. And so Jesus points that out. <laughs> then he goes into this story about this, and then I, I can just picture one of the high-up Pharisees <laughs> trying to score points. He's the yes. one that does the... <laughs> Blessed is the man who died, you know. And then Jesus flips him uh-huh. on the other way. You know, I, I did. This is such, like you said, Sue. This is such an inversion of their culture, and it's an inversion of our culture, because our culture wants to put God in our little box, and He better not get out of that box, or it's wrong. When in reality, we can't contain, we, we can't make God in our image. So, so let me ask you guys this. Um, yeah. How do we know when we're rationalizing? We, we're prone to it. We're tempted to it. We tend to maybe excusing it. So, so how can we avoid being uh, the guy, maybe not working 80 hours a week, but who's, uh, say, say you have an opportunity to go on a mission trip. For a week, 
And well, that's 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 the week you got tickets to see the Astros and the Yankees. Uh, or, um, you know, and you've been looking forward to that. Or you've got, I'm way, trying to, and I'm, that's off the top of my head. Or you're doing something, you got, oh, I'll give it, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a tricky answer to, to us guys. It's your anniversary week. It's, it, you're, you leave, you know, you leave on the Saturday and that following Sunday or Monday is your anniversary. Um, do you, you know, and, well, and you really want, and, and let me, let me put it this way. You really want to do that mission trip. You, you've thought about it. You've prayed about it. You've opened up your schedule. And now like, like typical men, oh my goodness, two weeks before you're supposed to go, you remember it's my anniversary. Do you, what do you do? I'll go buy my wife a gift right quick. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer, right. Good answer. No, no. <laughs> Well, wives will let you do this if you've loved them and if you've shared with them. And the same thing with you. Mm -hmm. You'll let your wife do something mm -hmm. uh, in a special time if you showed love with them. Mm -hmm. But if all of a sudden you come in you, and you drop in with a ring or a necklace, mm -hmm. she's going to say, what did you do? I think when you're want, rationalizing, but, and I think Mike's yeah. on the right path, I think it comes down to it. Christianity is not check the box. And, yes. and I think that's the, absolutely that's the biggest fault that a lot of people get into with their faith. They want to check their faith box. Okay, I went to church on Sunday. I went to Sunday school. Oh man, I gave money. Up, oh, up. Oh, I came Wednesday night. Extra check. Um, Robert, you know, Robert, I, I cooked at the barbecue. Extra check. Cleaned up tables. Extra check. And does you that know, give you a Sunday off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it does. But that, yes, but, but discreetly. It's, it's not about that. It's about how do you live your life? What do you do with that faith on a daily basis? Mm -hmm. And I think yes. the more yes. you do stuff with that every day, are you are you exercising your faith muscle? Mm -hmm. Are you reading the Bible? Are you are you doing corporate worship? Yes, mm -hmm. you should do that. By the way, that means unless you are severely immunocompromised at this point mm -hmm. that means in person okay mm -hmm. I, i'm just you know yes. I, i'm just saying that i mean i'll give you a pass if you're taking all the cancer drugs and you're mm -hmm. well that's yeah it actually yeah, yeah. I, I think i think especially from what you know we've seen around here in texas that's no excuse that's no excuse anymore and yeah. if you're yeah. if you're going out to you know restaurants and, to the and movies, unless you're, unless you're the, if you're still living like you did in march of 2020 where like my family the only thing we did, I was the only one that left the house. Mm -hmm. I did all the grocery shopping for me and my mom. Mm -hmm. I drove her groceries and dropped them off for mm -hmm. them to deliver to her. And I came home, and the only other thing we were doing was going to the park outside mm -hmm. and walking. If you're mm -hmm. living like that, we might can talk. Mm -hmm. Might have a different kind of discussion. But other you're, than yes, that... Do not also, yes. Right, right. Other than um, that, yeah, corporate worship. The, and, and the other thing is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give credit, because this is one of the ways where, where I remember... The nuns were right, because... If you're a Catholic in New York, they did. You could watch on Sunday morning the the feed from the feed the, the 
the telecast. It was on, I think it was on WPIX Channel 11. So hello out there to people who watch Channel 11 in New York. Uh, they had the St. Patrick's Cathedral Mass on it. But, you know, the nun said, hey, hey, that doesn't count. You can't stay home <laughs> and watch the Mass on television. Uh, you've got you've to, gotta, I guess the, the Catholics, what do they call it? Assist at Mass. That's, that's an interesting word they used. Now, I might be pulling it out of the old catechism. But Ooh, was, is, your I, obligation I, I, I is it. to assist at, the mass. at Mass. Which, which, that, which that, basically that, that the whole, you yeah. have a role. So, so let, without getting into literally nomenclature get to church <laughs> well but, but it's one of those things if you're doing those things and you're living your life mm-hmm. like you should i think it makes it easier not to rationalize i was trying to come up with the right phrase there and so we could talk about that after the yes. break because but mm-hmm. it, 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 it that's not quite the right phrase but i, mm-hmm. I know where i'm headed with it okay so. and we'll find that out where robert's headed <laughs> right after this <laughs> Hey, pastors and church leaders, are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. We're back. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast, podcast number 255, we're talking about invitations to a party, turning it down, rationalizing excuses, and uh, you know how temp. You know what what should we be doing? How we should be really accepting this invitation from Jesus to what is he's describing a big party? Not not this is not one of his messages of pick up your cross and follow me. It's hey huge banquet. Come on down. <laughs> yep. um, I, I think the guy, you guys, oh, excuse me. Go, okay. go, go. No, no, I, I, several things here. First of all, I, I know Steve, uh, uh, Robert has taught, taught youth uh, for years and years, years, years. Do you, do you teach every Sunday afternoon, Robert? Um, I am up there. We rotate. Oh, do you the rotate? Three. Steve rotates also. Steve is a teacher also here at Sugarland Baptist, and they rotate the positions. Folks, you can't commit to every Sunday. You'll burn out. I mean, right? I mean, oh, is yeah. that true, Robert? Yeah. You you yeah. did for years and years and years. So, so the reason I'm I'm mentioning that is Steve made some comments here, and he also wrote to us some notes. He says, "When do good Christians make God a second priority? Uh, in other words, when can we get by and when can we not? When are we going to please Him and when not?" So I'm going to tell you if 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 you're doing a regular Sunday school class, I am not teaching. Okay, uh, I taught once in a while when mm-hmm. we did man up, but but that was not that was over a long period of time we did 10 years and we'd rotate it at least every at every third time but what i want to make a point here is is folks uh don't th- take things out of priority take things out of proportion uh your family is very important i did go up and help my son move uh two sundays in a row two weekends in a row uh, they're not attending church. I should have attended church and made them go, but I did not make them go. And I helped them move into a new house about a month ago. So I wasn't here two, two weekends in a row. 
Okay, uh, is that good? No, it's not good. But they did complain. They say, yes, we should have gone to church. We should have done that. And I said, well, just remember that. Just remember that when I'm not here. <laughs> okay, the other thing I want to bring up a couple points again is and Jesus made a point of stating this, folks. We have a tithe we're supposed to give to the church. God expects that from us. It's his money. It's not ours, right? So our tithe is committed to the Lord. However, Jesus brought up a scenario. I do not have the scriptures for you, but he brought up a scenario in which he attacked the Pharisees. He said, you're giving tithe of mint, anise, and cumin, and whatever you have. And he said, don't use that as an excuse to keep it from your parents when they need money. He said, you're sinning because you're saying, I have to give this money to God, but your parents are in more need of it than God is. And, and what he's saying there to me that I've always looked at that and said, boy, that's some ration he's got there. But he's telling us, keep everything in balance, right? Guys, uh, it, 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 fits that, it fits the whole idea of Jesus came and he broke the mold of the Jewish religion. He came and he broke the mold of the culture. He flipped the entire world on its head because he said, love your enemies. He said, mm-hmm. Pray for your enemies. He said, oh, the sick and the lame. Oh, by the way, you can't just throw them to the side and throw a penny at them every now and then to feel good about yourself. You actually have to do something about them. You know, the the I, I talked about at the start of this whole story, Jesus heals the man of dropsy right. on the Sabbath. Oh, right that was a him. bad thing. And they I, invited him to the dinner. They invited him to the dinner to see if he'd do it, right? <laughs> yeah. but, but, it, but it's one of those, he throws... It, it, it's perspective that throws whatever the norm is to the side to let us really think about how God affects everything they do, he does and how he affects every iota of creation Now we, we, we uh, Patricia one day called me and, uh, and, and she says, my kitchen is flooding, and she was leaking water on the cabinet, and she was going ballistic. I'm going to tell you guys, if your wife has something happen on a Sunday morning, and she goes ballistic, and you've got somebody to cover your class, no. it, it, take care of her. Right? We don't like to say Miss Church, but you know what? If your wife is freaking out over something, take care of her. Well, yeah. it's kind of, the, kind of the converse also what Robert is saying. I, uh, worshiping God is not all about going to church. <laughs> no. Um, yes, you should be there. There, there, are, Very there, good there are reasons good to words. do that beyond simply showing up. And so, yes, when, 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 when your, your, your talents and service and, and person is needed, that's, you know, the church become, going to church becomes a way of avoiding it. It really is all about, at the end of the day, what are you doing with your faith mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis? How does it affect, how does mm-hmm. it affect your relationships with mm-hmm. your family? How does it affect your relationships at work? How does it affect your work? You know, mm-hmm. I, you know. I'm, hey, I've I've jokingly joked with my wife about my new mm-hmm. position that at some point I was going to have to have some mm-hmm. come to Jesus meetings. Today was the day, mm-hmm. and I had to ramp myself back a little bit because mm-hmm. I felt myself going over the edge, you know. And as I was going, I was like, this is not her fault. Let me talk to her like a rational human being. 
you know, but it was, it's one of those things where you have to think about how does your faith affect mm-hmm. everything you do? Mm-hmm. It's not just about checking that box mm-hmm. that I did these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We and, love the Lord, folks, mm-hmm. all, all of mm-hmm. us. Uh, and, uh, and we are here for that purpose. And we talk about the things that's the whole purpose of this podcast is talk about things that you won't ordinarily hear mm-hmm. in church or in Sunday school. I think, Steve, did you did you have something? Well, I, I was going well, to finish up because, be, okay. you know, if, if there's anything, we're, we're, we're getting close to wrap up. So if you've got, got okay. some thoughts there. Yeah, yeah. A couple of thoughts here, folks. Uh, on, on the little more humorous side, I, I was going to thought uh, bring to you some uh, excuses I've heard at work, folks. I used oh, to be assistant chief okay. prosecutor. Uh, Mike, as a former prosecutor, had the best excuses. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was assistant chief, and I scheduled the people to courts, and we had a lot of courts. But but I'm not going to talk about those because they're not nearly as humorous as this. So so the, what we're talking about here, folks, uh, you, you've got reasons, legitimate reasons. Mm-hmm for missing whatever you miss, and that we're talking about church and, and whatever it is, uh, then you've got excuses, which are flimsy reasons because you just don't mm-hmm. want to go, right? And, and, mm-hmm. and uh, the author calls them lies. I don't call them lies. I say they're just flimsy reasons. And I'm going to tell you the most <laughs> flimsiest reasons people have used to call in for sick leave, folks. And <laughs> oh, em- here we go. I like these. An employee <laughs> called in sick because he ate cat food instead of tuna, and he was deathly ill. <laughs> <laughs> Another employee got stuck in a blood pressure machine at the grocery store and couldn't get out. <laughs> okay. Another employee's wife found out he was cheating and he had to spend the whole day retrieving his belongings from the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, yeah. That sounds believable. <laughs> that one does actually. <laughs> no, just, I'm trying to end up with I, I a little humor. lucky he had belongings in a dumpster and not... In a bonfire on the front yard, but, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to wrap it up with one more, folks. Just a little humor in our our podcast. Employee couldn't come to work because he accidentally got on an airplane. (laughs) 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 Folks, don't use those excuses for not coming to church (laughs) or not going to church. We, we, uh, in your heart, and also, folks, if if you pray and and you read the word and do everything the guys have told, exercise your faith mm-hmm. muscle, your heart will convict mm-hmm. you. If you, if you have, uh, if, if if something goes wrong in the morning at home, uh, ask your mm-hmm. wife or or you decide yourself whether or not you can put it off till after church and then go to church if you can. The whole point is your heart will help you decide what's right and what's wrong. And, uh, and and for the most part, you set your goals on being with other Christians because they look mm-hmm. forward to seeing you, and you look forward to being there. And if something comes up, I don't think the Lord minds. But the, for the mm-hmm. most part, yes, you set your goals and priorities to attend church and uh, and visit with your mm-hmm. fellow Christians and show them love. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough. It's tough because we are we are commanded to make God number one and. Um, as we've been talking about here, I think the urgency in these last few parables we've taught is exactly that. God is God is number one or should be number one above all else. And that's tough to hear. It's tough to do. It's yeah. tough to even figure out as we've been that's working true. through here. And, and, and we've, we've come to some tenuous resolutions, I think. But still, it's, it, it involves, as you're saying, like prayer and spiritual work. And so... Uh, Next week we've got we've got another party 
and, and in some ways, in many ways, what all these parables have been leading up to, I love the way this section of Luke is organized. I, I really understood it for the first time. Uh, I'll leave it at that um, and let you take a guess. Uh, anyway, uh, if all our other podcasts, uh, 254 of them are available. We are now on the ACAST platform, but you can find your our, our podcast pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. Take a look at our our YouTube page, Man Up Spiritual Oasis. We've begun to post our No Church Answer TV show. I think we've got at least around 15, 16 episodes up. Uh, we're, uh, we're still running them on Saturdays in Atlanta at 8 a.m. on WYGA channel 16.5. If you're an Atlanta listener, sure, uh, tune in. And we're, we're been having a blast doing them. They are, they are really fun. Some, some of them have been podcasts we've kind of refocused on, but others are, are different things. So check us out. Also, as my uh, as my true host says, you know, I'll put it this way: get your butt to church. <laughs> yeah, you know, get you know, you can still wear a mask, but uh, find one and and uh, and find a men's group if you can, and start one if you can. So, on behalf of our missing host, Bill Cox, <laughs> Mike Robert, the judge, Robert Koshu, the professor, myself, Steve Titch, have a great week. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want anything. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man Dash Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.